0: Welcome, Defenders fans. This is the Dodd Pod. You're for the fans by the fan source for DC Defenders discussion and around the XFL Intel guaranteed in less than 30 minutes. I'm DR.
1: And I'm Austin.
0: We're here for Dodd Pod episode 7, week 2 review, week 3 preview. No fear, but lots of loathing for loss. Two S's. Los Angeles. This episode, we're looking ahead to the undefeated D.C. Defenders tackling the hapless, winless, no-W, mild Mildcats of Los Angeles. We'll take a quick look back at Week 2, then move to examine the foregone conclusion that is our Week 3 destruction of the Mildcats. Before we talk football, we got to talk beer. Today, we're drinking Who Do You Work For? A beer with two prominent W's, just like our Defenders, an 8% Double New England IPA from the Answer. The Answer Brew Pub in Richmond, Virginia. This is a fantastic beer, juicy with a nice balance of sweet and bitter. I gave it a 4.5, bordered on a 4.75 out of 5. What about you, Austin?
1: Yeah, this is the first time I've had this. Um it's even good out of the can that you got from up there. So I'd imagine on draft it's that much better. But yeah, I just rated it, gave it a 4.25 out of 5. Ooh. If you're if you're just getting into uh, craft beers and IPAs because you like listening to us talk about them so much and you just <laughs> want to try this something like this is a good starter because it gives you the hops but it also gives you all the flavor all kind of blended to perfection it, there's not one thing that's overwhelmingly like oh this tastes like citrus this tastes like this I taste hops I taste citrus it's perfect
0: I couldn't help I couldn't help but agree um, I was shocked at the 4.25 that's that's a tough score for I'm you. a tough scorer um, you are you are uh, before moving on, I, ha- I just have to shout out The Answer Brewery in general, uh, The Answer. Uh, they're one of my favorites to visit, a uh, fun place to go, great food as well, uh, Mekong, a uh, Vietnamese restaurant attached to it. But you may not know, folks, this is one of the top-rated breweries in the entire world. It's sixth among all brewery types with at least 100,000 ratings on Untapped. Uh, for me, that, uh, I That's love incredible. this place. I go there. It's incredible. It's right here in Richmond. Um, I think of looking at all breweries of all ratings, it's like 19th, but a lot of those have like, you know, 2,000 ratings. So they're going to, that's going to move. Uh, but this is really, you know, for breweries that have been around a while, this is one of the top ones in the entire country and, and even in the entire world. One of the ones ahead uh, is in Belgium. Um, I think the rest are, are in the U.S. But uh, enough about beer. Austin, what's on tap with the weather?
1: Well, I'll see what you did there. But, um... The weather in not Los Angeles, California, where this game is being played, you know, Carson, yeah. Carson, California, you know, about 20, mi- 20 minutes away from Los Angeles. So, you know, we actually play in our city. But high of 65, low of 50, which I, mean, I don't know. I don't know much about Southwest California in February. Never been. But that seems to be not chilly, but I feel like it would be warmer. But um, no, the DC's probably going to love it, to get out of the cold weather. Uh, game's at 3 o'clock local time, 6 o'clock here. So, should be perfect weather 65 and partly cloudy sounds like heaven right about now as we have snow on the ground outside
0: it was I think, 19 overnight
1: yeah so now I'm, i think dc is going to absolutely love getting out you know wearing some shorts on the weekend and having fun and obviously going
0: 3-0 yeah the the experience at 2-0 looking back at week 2 just a dominating performance a lot of trash talk along the way with our rival uh, Guardians, I'm not sure we can call them rivals uh, just yet after the complete decimation. Yeah, it's not a
1: rivalry season. if they've never won.
0: Indeed, Cardale looked fantastic. You know his touch; he was on time with his throws, good on the run. Um, few spots where he was, you know, maybe forcing some things when he was moving out of the pocket, but really, really looked sharp. Um, what are what are some thoughts that you had looking at looking at the game?
1: Yeah, well, unfortunately, I was beyond under the weather this past weekend i had the flu and strep at the same time so i was kind of yeah and it, it takes a lot to do that but um i was kind of hit or miss with watching the game Um, but i did re-watch it on monday and cardale is like a guy you create in madden and just bump his strength and everything all the way up because it doesn't matter if he gets hit yeah. from which direction which side he still throws the ball like there's nobody on him. I mean, it really is amazing to watch. And unfortunately for Defenders fans, this might be his one year in the XFL because, I mean, the dude's put on a show. And for him, I hope for the best. I I hope he gets an NFL job next year.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's clear the physical strength that he brings is unlike many quarterbacks even in the NFL. Right? I mean, he just
1: just slings it.
0: Have guys bounce off him and then be able to just heave it down the field. Um, he's a talent, and he was helped this week in heaving it down, down the field by uh, DeAndre Tompkins entering the lineup. Really, really made a big impact. Um, as did two no- com- newcomers uh, to the field on the defensive side of the ball. Anthony Johnson, a newcomer to the team, as of like 13 hours, I think, before game time. <laughs> Called a red eye round. from
1: L.A. to D.C. Not many people can play a football game after that. I know I'd be exhausted, but um, and, he yeah, did it, and we learned do not recline your seat on an airplane with Anthony Johnson around. You don't want to make a guy like that mad.
0: Very top He can
1: look at you and snap you in half, so just be careful there.
0: Uh, speaking of snapping you in half, Scooby was on the field for the first time. Uh, Scooby Wright, inside linebacker, and made his presence known early on with a huge hit, allowing Raheem Moore to make also an incredible strip of the football. And the defense, again, making big plays, turning the game around in key moments. Uh, just impressive. Uh, with this team having a lot of playmakers on both sides of the ball, adding three more after Week One, and it was it was absolutely noticeable. Um, I think we're going to be tough to cover uh, when you when you look at you know the Rocket out there, you look at Tompkins, you've got Dupree bringing size, and you've got NFL vet Eli Rogers catching everything that's thrown in his vicinity. We have two out of the top yardage guys in the league right now. Um, I think uh, Ross is second, and Rogers is fifth. This team is looking really tough.
1: Yeah, no, it's. I think, obviously, we're 125% biased, but looking at this roster, there is not a team in the XFL that has more players that are gonna have another chance in the NFL than the Defenders. From top to bottom, this team is just loaded. It
0: certainly seems that way. Um, Not to mention in the kicking game. Yeah, we've we're hitting. Ty Rossa is just hitting everything. I know he missed one the first week, but he banked. Three in a row. Um, in this most recent game, he hit the 55-yarder or 54-yarder, depending upon the accounting. Really impressive. A uh, lot of lot of accolades for our defenders. And I know we do most of our talking about our team and the team we're gonna face, but I have to touch on the Guardians. Uh, did a lot. Of, we did a lot of work trying to find the right name for the Guardians who play their games in New Jersey. The fan vote. Armpit Tacos ruled the day, the Tri-State Armpit Tacos. That's going to stick. So we're, we're saying, Guardians, we should be guarded about how we use that. Yeah, they don't guard um, their zone very really well. They, they did not. They did not. Uh, nor did they guard uh, their poor quarterback, McGloin, just running for his life, really having a tough yeah, Calling game. out the
1: g- uh, game plan, too.
0: Calling out the game plan at halftime, not a good look. From the conversation that happened on the sidelines with, with McGloin and Gilbride, it was, it was clear that some serious shade was being thrown at the offensive coordinator by McGloin because Gilbride's response was, you know, it's my job to get him more on the same page. Um, and that was like, wow, that's, that's on camera. That's the kind of thing you could understand a head
1: coach saying to his quarterback. But again, on camera, it's just a diff- completely different thing to us. We're not used to being able to hear this stuff. No,
0: no you love it. You love the XFL is right there. Um, so who knows what it was like in their camp. Uh, there's a lot of talk this week about them having to come together. So it's going to be interesting to see when we get back to New York, what what team is there? Does this team that people were saying maybe it was the best team, uh, we were not saying that. Uh, you might recall saying the Guardians aren't good. Based on everything we actually saw, not just the result and not the score, but everything we saw on the field, we did not think that team was good. Uh, that proved to be case at least... Uh, with respect to, to the defenders. I'll well, nobody,
1: nobody's going to do good against us. I mean, that's just, that's just how that goes. Uh,
0: we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see our prognostications as we go. Austin is very confident at this point. Uh, but I'm going to say uh, we really did not think the Guardians were going
1: to be a good team. We didn't think, I think we beat them that bad, to be uh, honest.
0: I was, not, I was not shocked. I really thought they struggled um, and had a few big moments. We talked about that last week. Uh, but they got... They had some breaks, and I didn't think those breaks were going to go their way, and I thought they were going to see an offense that was a lot different and a defense that was a lot different than what they saw in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay proved themselves not to be very strong in Week 2, getting crushed again. That was the Dragons, I think, that made mm-hmm. short work of them after we made short work of the Dragons, um, or at least in the second half we did. The Dragons gave us a, a good battle in the first. Um, as we, as we you know, look, look back, and you know, again, the defense flying around, making big tackles, uh, one of the things we noted was the run game is still struggling a little bit. And the other negative that, that we've noticed is really struggling with conversions. And I think you know if we're if we're nitpicking about our defenders team at this point, those are the two areas. We've got some mailbag questions about the run game, so we'll come back to that. And I think the conversions are maybe even related. So we'll we'll touch on that a little later. But as we we look at next week, and I spent a lot of time watching the Wildcats take on the Renegades. Um, what are, what are your thoughts going into this week, Austin?
1: Um, well, L. A. is a team that you could say is somewhat of a turmoil as, you know, they're firing guys after one game. So that kind of, I don't, obviously I'm not, I don't know anything about the organization as a whole, but that shows me that there's a, could be an ego problem in LA, you know, shocking egos in LA, but um, no, personally, I think LA is a team that has talent, but I just think it's going to take a lot to get them all rolling. It just seems like they almost have like a guardians type issue where it seems like there might be some players that, aren't agreeing with the game planning or aren't really on um, coaching staffs uh, on the same page as the coaching staff. So I think this is going to be another game where could be a Guardians type game where we just go into L.A. and just absolutely steamroll them. Um, I really don't think it's going to be close. I'm, I'm not saying that as a homer. Like if I was just watching this without any bias, I would look at these rosters and say, D.C.'s going to win. They're going to win big.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's always the traveling across the country um, you know, thing to, to wonder about. We'll see if that plays a factor. But watching watching L.A.'s game wire-to-wire, wire, most of their success came in a period when Dallas's number one receiver was off the field. Uh, Bad went down injured on an early play, and L.A. looked, their defense anyway, looked much stronger during that period of time. Dallas built up a lead. L.A. looked good late. Um, so the microcosm of the, the early part of the game for me was the uh, L.A. return man, Whitfield, literally falling over backwards I while I trying that. to catch a punt. It was a, real, it was a real highlight for me. I laughed. I made a note of it. Cause I just thought, wow, this is, this is maybe summarizing L.A. football <laughs> up to this point. Um, they really had a rough first half. Uh, Josh Johnson got things going a little bit in the fourth quarter, and Spruce is tough. Uh, he, he gets open he runs good routes he's, he's an accessible target um, Johnson missed him badly on a couple of deep throws that really could have changed the game so many of the LA fans that we've been had a little banter with this this week have really speculated you know Johnson's gonna be sharper he's gonna hit those throws this week and you better hope so la <laughs> you, you they do have to hope so because if you know if not this could be a lopsided game I don't think he's gonna get that many chances to hit open receivers against our team um, and, and again, I, I don't think they have the number of weapons that, that we do. So unless they're going to exploit us uh, with with just one or two weapons in the passing game, uh, Elijah Hood has really struggled. He had 31 yards on 10 carries, had a fumble. Um, at least I, I believe he had a fumble lost. Uh, but they've, they've struggled. Um, and it's interesting, they're also a team you know, that has struggled to stop the run as well. And so that's going to be interesting to see if we can get our run game going we'll, again. Uh, we hit hit the mailbag. Uh, maybe this is a good, is this a good time to hit the mailbag or we want to dive
1: right into uh, it? We talked about the running game enough. We can kind of, we can go ahead and go into that.
0: All right, let's, let's see. So you, you, you tabulated these questions.
1: All right. So we got three total. Um, two of them were very similar, but we'll start with the one that was not similar. And we'll hit on the other two after. It was just a great question. And it comes from, Cle- it was the Cleveland DC defenders. We call it, fan group. I guess that's what we can call them. They're at C-L-E-D-C-D on Twitter. Um, their question was, what Midwest city has the best backers club? And I saw this question, and I, and I laughed because I was like, this is funny, because obviously I think they're probably the only Midwest backers group for the Defenders, but which makes sense being based in Ohio with the roster that we have. So, no, by far, Cleveland, D.C. Defenders, that's y'all. Y'all own that. Um, loved the videos that um, – y'all put up during the game it was really cool it almost looked like y'all have lived in dc your whole lives y'all were that passionate about it so keep up the good work i'm looking forward to seeing y'all's growth in the future
0: yeah i don't think there's any doubt about that i was going to take a second to try to pull that up the audio i think will will come through for anybody who hasn't seen this video um here we go here we go
1: guys It's like they won the Super Bowl It's awesome They start
0: chanting Super Bowl (laughs) This is great These Cleveland fans They're fantastic Right We've got great fans in Cleveland These guys are jumping up and down (laughs) Hooting and hollering I want to hang out with these folks in Cleveland. Well, that,
1: well, actually, we'll add this—the link to this tweet—in our description on this um, yeah, it's podcast. Just
0: fantastic, just fantastic.
1: So no, yeah, obviously, y'all are the best Midwest um, city backers club out there. Keep up the good work.
0: And that's cledcd uh, at, at their, their Twitter. Yeah, so give Twitter them a follow. Account. Give Give these guys a follow. Uh, they post some great photos and great videos of uh, raucous celebrations. In Cleveland. So we had, we had a couple more messages, messages, and I, I just saw, uh, as I looked this up, we have one more okay. late-emerging question that I'm going I'm to throw to you. But what are, what are our next two about the running game? So the
1: next two are both about the running game. We had one from Matt Johnson at JHSN316 on Twitter, and he said, what do we have to do to get the running game going? That's the one area that we haven't looked all that great in, in his opinion. And, well, I'll start. And I think that's in everybody's opinion. You, The running game has not been good um, and we've gotten to the point now where we're 2-0, and so we feel like, yeah, things are clicking, but we can point out what's not looking good. And um, like we just talked about a second ago, the game in L.A. could be a breakout running game for us where not only can we put up a lot of touchdowns, but it's going to give the guys confidence. And if you've ever played a sport, confidence is everything. So that's something these guys can build this weekend in L.A. It could go a long, long way for them. And kind of going along with that question, we had Brendan Deegan at Deeg's Wire on Twitter, and he said, "Can we fix the running game, or will we just chuck it on people anyway? Passing? Well, Cardale has proven that we can just chuck it, and we can win. But um, no, the running game can definitely be fixed, especially when we have an offensive guru such as Pep Hamilton running the show. So don't don't expect the struggles to continue for all ten games. Um, and yeah, with those two questions so closely intertwined." just said this could be the week where we can see the running game pick up. what do you think?
0: No I agree I think, I think the, the stats indicate that this is a game and I think this may be a game where we're running the ball late uh, So I think the, the combination of those two factors uh, we used a 1- two punch of, of Pumphrey and Presley last week. Pumphrey got a few more reps um, and looked good and I think I think this this will be the week where we establish the run the passing game is still going to lead the way. I don't think there's any question about that. It would not shock me to see um, some late-game clock domination uh, with with the running game sort of taking taking over down the stretch. I think that has shown themselves to be a little more susceptible to the run um, than the teams we played uh, in the opening two games. So we'll, we'll see, but I'm, I'm optimistic. I don't think this is you know an area of weakness. Part of me feels like the passing game is so strong, um, and I know we've had opportunities to run the ball, but I think we looked incrementally better this past week Hope to see that continue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said we had one more question
0: come in. We do. Uh, in fact, we've had two questions oh, uh, come in in the last last few minutes at least really, since we sort of sat down to, to start this. First is should there be a halftime yeah. show for the championship game and who should play it? I vote post Malone. this is BK Mullen underscore Benjamin. Uh, great great question. I like the presumption that you would ask us who should the halftime show should be I mean, because we're going to be in the championship game. Yeah, so it's important. What do you think, Austin? You're, you're hip with the Look, kids.
1: I'm a big Post Malone fan, so I am 100% on board. Post Malone's a big football fan. I believe he's actually a Cowboys fan, so he might be on the Renegades bandwagon as of now. Wow, he's going to okay. see how bad they are, and he might jump ship and come to D.C. So, um, Post Malone, if you're listening, um, put an award to the XFL. Be the halftime show at the XFL Super Bowl. What do you think?
0: You know, I, I don't know. I'm hoping for maybe a Joe Esposito cover band. I think is what what I would look for. I really want to hear the best around. I think that that's the song we need in the championship game um, uh, for Karate Kid fans out there. But that's I think I think that's it. I don't know. I don't know who the best. Maybe maybe Post Malone could cover the best around. He, I'd be down. Post with that. Post Malone
1: is a musical genius. He could do it.
0: <laughs> All right, so that that's I'm gonna I'm gonna rest with anyone who can perform the best around by Joe Esposito. <laughs> Uh, who was since passed just a, a great a great song um, and the second question was is the trip to the west coast gonna play a factor for the defenders um, do you think we will be as sharp as they we have been um, this comes from mr XFL reporter mr XFL um, good question we talked about it earlier I think we're gonna be sharp I don't no, see yeah. this west coast trip bothering us the the weather I think is if anything is gonna uh, let Cardell's arm even be more. Yeah, we loose. played
1: in some frigid temperatures the first two weeks, so this is going to just open everything up.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm not I'm not worried about that. But that's that's great. We had five
1: five Yeah, keep coming, guys. Let's keep, try to get more each week.
0: Keep the mailbag. Make us have coming. to pick
1: which ones we want to talk about.
0: Really, no kidding. We've answered every question yeah. that's come our way so far. Um, but that's a, a big increase from week one to week two. Yeah, we keep have, them coming. We got five questions and If we missed your questions... And tweet now, us
1: during the game, too. We'll, we'll mark them down. If you have anything that pops in your head right then, we'll mark it down. And
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we love to hear from folks. and we, we love the discussion that's going on in this sort of XFL and D.C. Defenders community. All right, after the mailbag, we're going to dive into looking at picks. Um, you're hearing from geniuses, apparently. Mm, yeah. We
1: didn't know... If there was any doubt.
0: <laughs> I think there was there's considerable doubt uh, <laughs> about my capacity for sure, um, but we have done patting ourselves on the back as an active pat here uh, quite well in picks. Mm-hmm. Austin, you are seven and one overall, straight up seven and one against the spread after two perfect weeks. If you want to get
1: rich, listen to my picks, man.
0: Oh look at that! Oh, a little rhyme. I like that. I like that a lot. It's good. Uh, that's, that's your tagline. Make me a launch T-shirt. Your, launch your new betting account right now <laughs> if you want to get rich. Look at my picks, uh, Austin. Gambling, Austin. Rambling, gambling, Austin. I don't. I don't know where we go from there, but that's good. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, but you were four and zero straight up. Four and zero against the spread. Stellar. Stellar. Seven and one in two weeks. I'm. I'm very impressed with myself. Six and two straight up. Six and two against the spread. I went four and zero also on the spread picks this past week. Uh, these are real. We're not making these numbers up. You can listen back to the previous pods and hear those picks coming in. Uh, we're not making this stuff up. We were not as good this week. We didn't pick over under in week one, but we did pick over under this week. You struggled a little. Yeah. Uh, one one and three over under. Not as good. I was two and two. Over under. I think it's still hard to pick in this this new league. We didn't get the over under week one. Uh, we those numbers were not yet published, so they were published later. But that was post pod. Um, so, uh, yeah, a crazy, impressive week, Austin. That's that's good stuff. Um, really, really impressed with with how you're doing. Uh, we got picks to make this week. Yep. Where do we go? We start off this opening game just just two hours from now. Houston at Tampa Bay. How do you feel?
1: Um, Houston is favored by 6.5 in Tampa. I think Tampa has kind of showed the team that they are. I don't think they're very good. Sorry to any Vipers fans, but just this might not be the year. But Houston favored by 6.5. I think Houston's going to win, and I believe Houston's also going to cover. Over under at 45.5, I'm going to go under. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm with you on all three of those. And as I'm thinking about it, I, I know I posed the question to you. I think I vowed that I would go first this week, um, though I did as as we sort of had our working session. We've already got these, but I feel like I should announce first too. Um, I don't want to be a copycat, but uh, I, I did copy you on those. Um, though I put, put my picks into the document here, and then I I asked you about your your thoughts. Um, so I'll cover I'll cover the next one first. Uh, my take on the Dallas at Seattle game. Uh, it's Dallas. Uh, getting 4.5 points, uh, excuse me, Dallas giving 4.5 points in that game. I have Seattle winning straight up, and then Seattle, of course, with the spread, and I took the over. How about you?
1: Um, I I don't think Seattle's really that bad, as bad as we initially might have thought, but um, Dallas here by 4.5, it is always tough to play. In Seattle, we saw the crowd that they had last week. So I'm going to go Dallas. I'm gonna say Seattle covers though. I think it's gonna be close. But um I'm gonna go with the over in this game at 43 and a half. So I think it's gonna be close. I think Seattle will cover. Kind of saying that just kinda reiterate my thoughts. But um what do you think?
0: Yeah, so yeah, had that one. Um so we differed on the on the basic result. We we've got the same on the on the spread. Um I'm taking I'm taking Seattle and you've you've got Dallas. Uh Quickly on the others, I take I'm taking St. Louis uh, to beat the the lowly armpit tacos out of New York. Um, St. Louis favored by nine and a half, and I'm saying they cover. The over under is forty point five. Yeah, it did not make clear the the uh, the overs in the previous games. I guess did you touch on those? What you were talking there?
1: And these faster, yeah, yeah, I yeah okay.
0: Um, so the over the over under line that we're looking at is forty point five. I'm taking the under um, in that game. I think it's gonna be a low scoring affair, but St. Louis looking pretty dominant. Um, I'm gonna go ahead with the last one. And I'll let you cover the last the, those two for you as well. Um, I'm gonna say DC, uh, they're minus seven and a half. I'm gonna say DC, DC covers, and I'm gonna give an over with the over under at forty four. I'm going over. Uh, so turning to you, looking at looking at St. Louis and then D.C. What do you got?
1: Um, St. Louis over by nine and a half. I saw that line and I was just like, "That's a favorable betting line for the Guardians." Nine and a half's a lot. Um, St. Louis, yeah, they've looked good, but I don't think they're nine and a half point favorites. Um, so I'm gonna go with St. Louis to win. The Guardians will cover, and with the forty and a half over, I will take that. I'm gonna go over and. Heading into DC, or to LA, oh, sorry, Carson, California. DC favored by seven and a half. They're going to win outright. They're going to cover. And I took the under and the over under just because DC's not going to win 44 to nothing. Um, Yeah, you can go ahead ahead and laugh at me, make fun of me, come at me when the Wildcats score. I'll I'll be waiting for it. But um, no, DC going to win straight up. They're going to take the under and they're going to cover.
0: Nice. So we got a few differences this week. Uh, we'll see how that pans out, see if I can catch up with you. Um, we've got one difference in the straight-up picks, and that's that's where I need to gain ground. Um, so that's good. And uh, looking at, look at the spread picks, we also have one difference there. And we've got two different over-under picks, so we'll see how that all sorts out. Trying to get get back on top. So far, I'm leading in one of one of the three, but you you've got the best of three on the different types of. You want to get there. rich?
1: Look at my picks.
0: Uh, oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, ego, my friends, ego. Uh, our power rankings we differed a little bit. Um, I know we're pressed for time, so we'll go we'll go speedy. I've got DC. I've got St. Louis at number two. That's right, Battlehawks <laughs> fans. You heard me. The East <laughs> rules. The West sucks. Uh, Houston, you're in third, you stole that game, it was a bad call, Uh, I'm still putting the Battle Hawks in the second spot, might be the only person in America that's doing it, but I watched that daggone game, and that was a humongous call, Tamu definitely threw that pass thinking that, uh, you know, it was a free play. Uh, So I've got D.C., St. Louis, Houston, Seattle, my picks uh, this week show that, Dallas at five, New York at six, hesitantly. I almost had them at seven. L.A. at seven, Tampa Bay at eight. Austin, what about you?
1: Yeah, to kind of prove how much of experts we are, our rankings were very similar. We only had um, two spots. Looks the only two that were different. It yeah, looks like flips there. So I had D.C., Houston, St. Louis, Dallas, Seattle, New York, L.A., and Tampa. <laughs>
0: chalk, chalk, <Yeah. laughs>
1: chalk. No risks, Adam. Yeah, Sorry. no. We we both have New York, L.A., and Tampa at the bottom, yeah. and we've we've watched enough of them. That's going to take a big turnaround for yeah. them to move it up. But anywhere, I think D.C. is solidly number one, but anywhere else in between, it's it's a big toss-up, it's going to be fun to see the playoff race as we get closer towards the end here.
0: That is very chalky, Austin. I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, St. Louis, number two. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out this week. Um, this is the week. This is the Rashad Ross Anthony Johnson, revenge game, going back to L.A., spurned by that city. Winston Moss, I think, is going to rue the day. He let those two guys walk out of his camp. Could not be more excited for Sunday. Our defenders going to
1: loss, Angeles. Two S's. The
0: winless Wildcats. Cats, the Mild Cats. I don't think they have anything for us. Anything left from you, Austin?
1: Just get ready to watch DC go 3-0. And as always... We're going to leave you with a special message.
0: Let's go. DC, baby, we out here. Let's go. Let's go.